everybody, welcome back to the Command Dude podcast. Uh, this is episode two, the draft preview. So, boys, how are we feeling today? Feeling good. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic, man. Amped to be back on, talk some sports. I know we haven't been around for about a week and a half, two weeks, but we've got a lot of stuff happening in the sports world that we'd like to talk about. We'll get you uh, some current league beef that's going on. You're going to hear from our commissioner, and then we'll talk draft preview. Um, in today's sports world, Aaron Rodgers calls out some young Ricky receivers, uh, essentially saying they need to be better. Uh, my thoughts on this were just, we listened to the ayahuasca podcast, how he had his ayahuasca journey, Rodgers is. And I feel like he'd said something like this before in the media, and he's gotten kind of like more banter for it than what he has been. Do you think people are looking at him differently and like as a leader because of that podcast? Well, I would say I listened to that podcast and, you know, more or less, I don't think it really relates to his whole ayahuasca journey. I just think he's kind of always been like this. And with a group of younger guys now, he just kind of wanted to get it out there in the media to kind of like stick it to him a little bit, like in a good way. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing whatsoever. Like, I just think that he wanted to stick it to him and call him out and be like, you guys need to be better. Otherwise, we're going to have to use guys that maybe weren't drafted in the position that maybe Watson or – well, Watson was hurt a little bit. and But Dobbs has been great, obviously, in camp. But I just think he was just trying to hold them a little more accountable and put them in the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think it was more of a motivating tool than – like hating on him but I mean I'm excited for Watson and Watkins and Lazard and Cobb's gonna be there to help him out and I think Bobby Tanyan's actually gonna have a big year I've just been up here in Minnesota hearing about what Minnesota fans think of Rogers especially after he called out the young rookie receivers and it's just comedy at this point because we beat the Vikings all the time so <laughs> that's probably pretty fair I mean I would be I would hate him too I would find any reason to dunk on him when when I could so <laughs> wanted to give a shout out to our buddy Lang, who's also in the league, a big Cardinals fan. Albert Pujols over the past couple of weeks uh, went yard five times in five games. Lang was actually at the game when he hit a grand slam, had to be the moment of his life. He now moves up to fifth all time in home runs. Yeah, I mean, talk about talk about all timer, you know, he's been on a tear, like seriously, arguably the best hitter in baseball. So. Yeah, I mean, the Brewers are looking a little tough here. Um, going to need them to make a run if they want to make the playoffs as the Cardinals have been playing well. So, Brewers are just an uh, average team in the playoffs, but they're usually really good in the regular season. So we'll Yeah, see. but, like, they go through these stretches that, like, they just lose to bad teams, and then they'll get a big win against a, a tough opponent, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems like the trade midseason with Hayter – it went bad for both sides. As I saw, haters ERA went up to like twenty six with the Padres. Now it's it's horrific. He's been literally awful, and I kind of feel bad. I mean, he still has one more year of arbitration, so like he'll be on the Padres next year. But I just thought that he was going to get a massive payday, but that could be a little iffy now with how bad he's been. Because he we traded him when he was having a bad month with us. So yeah, and like. Zab, well, I know you're not a big baseball guy, but, like, baseball is one of the weirdest sports where, like, you could get paid off of, like, a half a season's body of work. 
And then it takes a half a season of bodies of work for you to get sent down and never come back up. So it's just a super weird sport in terms of contracts and stuff like that. So speaking of contracts, what Julio Rodriguez got, that was crazy. 14 years, 210 million incentivized up to 400 million. I mean, you're talking into like the trout numbers of the world when he was young. So, I mean, that's what you got to give a guy when he's all star as a rookie and he's having the year he's having. I mean, I had heard the hype about him for a year or two now in their farm system, obviously him and Kelnick. So pretty crazy, man. I've got my uh, own views on Julio as Jared's one of my friends. So (laughs) I'm happy for him. Happy he got the money that he deserved and he's a great player, but. Yeah, I just I'm gonna leave my comments out of it. You want to talk a little hoops here? Yeah, um, Chet, number two overall pick in this last year's NBA drafts, has a list frank injury, which basically means he broke the middle part of his foot. I don't know if I pronounced that injury correctly, but I mean he's done for the season. Yeah, I need to look into that because I broke my foot like a little third metatarsal. I don't know if that's the same exact injury. Um, obviously mine was done in a different way, but yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate. I mean, I, I kind of think that people thought that there were some concerns with his durability coming into the NBA, but I mean, it did look pretty like a freak injury. I don't know, but sucks. I think it's a wokey good thing for the Thunder though, is they're going to probably be bad again and they can add another top five guy in the next draft. But again, you never want to see somebody get hurt, especially a guy of his caliber. I think it might be good for him, though, just because he was so skinny. Like, now he can spend a year in the gym, just put on some weight, and like you said, get another good guy and, I don't know, work on his shot. It'll be good. I think it'll be all right. I mean, I'm more confident about this injury, that he'll come back from it, than, like, Zion's injury. I mean, he's done. He's I'm going to label him a bust. <laughs> yeah, you're probably the only one that thinks that. But, uh, yeah, Zion's coming back this year. Pretty excited for that, too. I don't want That'd this. Cool. I don't want this pre-draft fantasy football podcast to go on for two hours because we're going to sit here and talk about Zion and your thoughts <laughs> on him. So let's just move off that. I'll save that for closer to the season because you know that you you sound so stupid. We'll find out. Um, Lakers, you know, they're obviously in pieces. They signed Patrick Beverly to a one-year $13 million contract, and they also retained LeBron on a contract extension. And he's going to become the all-time points leader here sooner rather than later, and it's going to be – Really cool to see that in our lifetime. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think the Lakers, you know, they didn't have any defense down low. And for some reason, Beverly guards like the the big forwards. So I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers. They have no shooting. So it's going to be ugly again. I was going to say, I was puzzled a little bit by the move just because it just felt like last year the spacing was just horrible. And obviously you want to put shooters and spacing around LeBron so he can attack the rim, especially with Westbrook on the floor. I mean, it seems like they're going to run it back with him. So just to bring in another guy, that's probably – I mean, he is below average at shooting. Um, but now that I was looking into it in his contract, him on a one-year $13 million extension that he signed with Minnesota in February, it honestly kind of makes a little sense to move on from Taylor Horton Tucker because he was obviously owed like another $22 million over the next two years. So, I mean, to move on from him and get out of that contract and create space for the next summer – makes sense to me but in terms of a basketball fit i'm not sure how what they're doing whatsoever so it's been a week and a half since we've last 
or you have last heard from some of the guys in the league themselves. We've got some current league beef that has happened since then. Obviously, after the first episode came out, you've heard a lot of players talk about verts, talk about Lang, things like that, what it means to have a championship, what it means to not have one. And I recently found out through Joel, who's also in the league, that there's a separate Champions League chat that I'm pretty – I didn't know about it, and I'm going to say I'm pretty confident that other members of the league that are not champions didn't know about that. Yeah, I'm curious, Zach. Did you know about it? Yeah, I knew about it. Um, I got some connections in the league, some sources. Yeah, I mean, the cat's out of the bag with it. I mean, it's been around for years. I'm not going to lie. It's been around for several years. And, uh, you know, it just was formed. And there's some communication in there sometimes, a little chatter. But I think the bigger story here is you pulling that wild move and making a basically a loser's group chat with everybody that's not there. <laughs> I mean, what does that say? I mean, I, I mean, I know from certain members that they felt they felt horrible about being put in there. <laughs> Look, man, I was, you know, had a few drinks in me, and that's when I found out about the Champions League chat. So I was like, you know what, screw them. We know we're gonna have our own chat because I'm assuming you guys talk about things and possible trades or just hating on other players. I was like, you know what, they're gonna do that. We can hate on them too. So we're gonna find out uh, how well that obviously goes now we haven't talked about it in recent days i mean the only day we talked about it was that night because it basically turned into all the other guys talking about how zabo just didn't match in middle school i don't know why that became what it was <laughs> but they're talking about how zabo was just like a highlighter and i was like this is not the point but okay <laughs> i mean when i heard about it because joel sent it to us in our chat and i just was like that's crazy that's a crazy move yeah, I mean, Zach, I think, what did you think? I mean, it was really no surprise that Mitchell, of all people, made a losers chat. Never seen anything like it. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess I just saw. What? I guess if there was someone that would make something like that, it would be someone who like thought they should throw out there a runner-up when we were talking about like records and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm actually kind of happy that we just went to how terrible I dressed in middle school compared to how we've never won a ring it still hurts to this day that it, I've never got one. I mean, I'm sure everyone else in the chat was like, wow, I feel like a complete scumbag. And Mitchell kind of made everyone feel that way. So I mean, Zabble, we haven't talked in a sense that day. Can you clarify that? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be in it. I don't want to talk in it. <laughs> you can. I mean, I'm is good. there is there ongoing communication in there, like to this day? Or was no. it literally just that night? It was just that night. You yeah, know? you got to imagine. I'd hope that that's not an active chat. Like, that was just a wild move on your part. Like, I mean, what was being said? I mean, you're not going to say it's a Champions League. It's a prestige honor. But you're like, what What were they saying about that in there? I mean, I got to hear. <laughs> I mean, Joel just said that, like, was just crying over the fact that you made a, a loser's chat. And we were like, that's the most beta shit I've ever heard. You know, Joel's been thrown around a lot of different claims here you know we, we said some high praise for him as he's deserved in the league and you know nick had some words that we were giving joel too much praise and he comes out with this quote to me while we're sitting there if lang didn't have a ring he would be the worst player quote from joel i mean look i also want to add that we probably do need to chill with the whole joel oh man how do i want to say it quote unquote sucking 
That's what I was going to say. I don't know if I want to say that, but we probably should chill with it a little bit because, you know, at the end of the day, he does only have one chip. There's only there's never been a multiple time winner in this league. So is the gap really that big as we've made it seem to be? I don't think so, but I don't know. I'll just get to the next quote to kind of build, branch off of what Dylan just said. I mean, I've I've been calling Lang and Booby chip hiders since we really learned what the records were. And yes, we will tilt the cap to Dylan's undefeated season, but the fact that he's still negative is just pathetic like i i can't get over it can we can we not can we just call me 500 to to say that i i get that technically i have one more loss than a win but i'm closer to 50 percent than 49 percent. this is the same guy that he'll beat you one time in like the middle of a schoolyard playground he'll never let you forget it. it's like his super bowl you gotta remember who you're talking to i get that but i'm just getting at the fact that like i feel like if you've been in the league as long as i have like it's probably pretty Probably pretty good that I'm 500. Like, what? This is going to be year eight, year nine? Year nine. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Zabo, to you, I mean, Joel said if Lang didn't have a ring, you'd be the worst player. If Booby doesn't have a ring, where is he? He's mediocre. Say middle of the pack. Booby? I'd agree. I would would absolutely agree. But I also deserve, like, as much as fantasy football, we will always talk about how there's luck involved. The year that I won it all was, like, that was a master class of managing. Like, I will never not live that down. Like I know, but then when you tell people you traded David Johnson for Christian McCaffrey, they're like, all right. like <laughs> I mean, that was a good trade. No, I, I get it, Dylan. I'm just saying when you say it was master managing, it's like you got CMC for David Johnson. And I also picked up Amari Cooper in free agency. Some dumbass dropped him. Traded for George Kittle. Traded for Brandon Cooks. Drafted Juju. It was just... You know, I just did it the right way. I also picked up Lamar Jackson that year. That was his rookie year. Jordan also goes on in the chat to talk about how, quote, bad seasons heavily outweigh multiple good seasons in the record books. And, like, when I heard this, I'm immediately thinking, like, booby. Like, your your multiple bad seasons, right, outweigh your one good season is that why like zach and other people like aren't putting you as high as you think you should be or what rewind back rewind back before these last two years that i went nine and 18 and you'd have a completely different opinion yeah but i mean bad seasons heavily outweigh the good season that's what i'm i agree i totally agree and i i think i said that in episode one so adam berg has one bad season but no one seems to talk about that well he's got a smaller sample size his record looks great same with yours I just really didn't understand that because I feel like it's a lot harder to do what you did going 15 and 0, right? In luck or not, like that's way harder than like someone to keep going seven and six, let's say, or whatever, six and eight, which I'd consider a very good season. So I think personally, you should shine more on those championship seasons or that 15 and 0 record. Because, like, it does take a lot to do that. Now, you can go both ways, say, oh, he got lucky once. You know, Lang went to chip, he got lucky once. But, like, all in all, like, you've been saying this entire time, fantasy football, a lot of it is some luck, right? But if you pay attention and you put guys in good positions to be successful, I mean, that takes a little bit of talent. I will say, if you're going to, Zach, if you're going to compare me and Lang as chip hiders, we can't be in the same bracket. That's completely different situations i mean we're talking about an actual mismanaged playoff game versus a season where i just 
fairly won it all and happened to go undefeated. I guess more what I'm saying is you're more of like a middle of the pack player than like where the everyone who's won a championship puts themselves. That's kind of what, what all I'm really saying. Lang's a whole different ballpark. Like, dude's got a worse record than Verts, and I mean everyone who like just goes off of how people manage and draft. Like Verts' name came up a lot. Mine came up a lot as well, but it was because I'm really gross with some players I fall in love with. I mean, I you know what we should do? We should post everyone's record, and if everyone looked at it, I think everyone would be like, all right, like Lang's minus eleven <laughs> games, like. He's trash. Well, why would we post them? They heard him. I mean, I heard from Joel specifically and maybe not some other people, but pretty sure opinions changed hearing some of those records, good or bad, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. So I'd be interested, like you said, to maybe take another poll to see what the league thinks now hearing the records. But like Nick's answer to that question in episode one, I don't think it has a ton to do with your record. I think it does, but at the same time, you got to look at like the person and how they manage because – Things do happen, and like Jordan says, bad seasons heavily outweigh multiple good ones, which not sure if I agree with, but you brought up Verts and how he kind of – his name got brought up a lot. He took a long time to clap back in the chat because his name was thrown out there a lot, and did he bring a storm with not a whole lot of ammo? (laughs) (laughs) Just just a lot of hope on Verts' end. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of talk about what's going to happen versus what – the reality is here. I mean, you can be all talk until it comes to be real here this I mean, season. So my thing is just that when I get targeted and kind of shit like that, it's just like I just kind of paid no mind to it a little bit. I'll say my pieces. I get what I'm thinking off my chest. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I don't I don't really I, – I just didn't really take it seriously. <laughs> Nor should you. And but, but that's part of the whole why people answered the way they did in episode one, because like I feel like he clapped back, said his words, said his piece, and he got zero reaction out of anybody. <laughs> I mean, he just like targeted me and Nick and I was like, I was just kind of confused in there. Like, what what are we trying to prove here? Maybe he's just trying to start a little rivalry going into the season. I'm for it. Earlier in the chat, I took some heat for wanting to know the draft position because my mind, I mean, yeah, we're going to do it random, but I'd rather just know random now, probably because I don't have patience. But, like, what's the, what's the difference between now and we're, what, less than a week away, drafts on Sunday this week? Like, why not just know now? I don't it's, see the difference. It, it has to do with, like, skill level of drafting and, like, doing your homework and, like, not just, like – getting your draft pick and then doing mock drafts and then trying to like copy other people's things. There's so much integrity in this league. Nick even said how he doesn't think any of us are bad. It just has to do a lot with luck, but I, I don't know. I think it's exciting to give you something to look forward to. And you kind of hit it on the head. Uh, you don't have patience, Mitch. got to work <laughs> on that. Yeah, no, for real. You have zero patience, but look, I mean, at the end of the day, you can know your pick. You can go sit and do what, 10 fantasy drafts on ESPN and our league's going to draft completely different. All right. Like than any other league, 100%. like it's always been that way. There's always a pick that's going to shock everybody. There's going to be guys that have their guys that they reach for. And you know, like you're just not as much as you want to prepare for the pick that you already know you have. It's going to be no different than showing up there and learning your pick 30 minutes before the draft. 
And I completely agree with you. So then, I mean, it doesn't matter, but like, why not just know the order now? Because we could know the order. You could do the mock drafts. And like you just said, everything's going to be different. Come like pick four, right? As early as pick two, even you never know. So like, what's the point? Might as well know. Then you got something to look forward to, but that was just me. Yeah, I, I and know. then and then there's the vice versa where you could just say, then why does it matter that you don't know? Yep. And then you you kind of clapped at me for it, and I threw out kind of a sarcastic comment, but like the idea of getting to the draft and kind of like it rolling out as we're sitting there, that was actually like kind of cool. Like if we did decide to do that. Yeah, no, I mean that would be an interesting wrinkle. I mean, last year the whole horse race was electric. We can ask Kamish what he what he might have in the bag, but I'm not sure he's going to reveal too much to us. Well, you're going to hear from him later on in the episode, so we'll, we'll see if we can get out of him. Uh, to wrap up our league beef here is just, you know, our buddy Lang tends to make some outrageous claims for outrageous events that could happen in sports. I mean, Zach, can you recap the one with the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one person Lang hates the most in sports history, it's I, I don't know if it's for sure Jeff Janis, but it's got to be up there. Um, can you explain why so Rodgers threw like a 40 or 50 yard bomb Hail Mary to the end zone and Jeff Janis completely mossed Patrick Peterson to win the game and while the ball's in the air Lang said that uh, if he caught it he would go outside naked for 10 minutes and he did (laughs) and I'm pretty sure he ended up getting frostbite on his toes and it affected his basketball season in high school (laughs) yeah no that's a real story I was there um it seemed to have happened a couple times I've been with him with Rodgers and his Hail Marys. I mean, there's never been a greater quarterback at just somehow making something happen 50 yards down the field in the last seconds of a game. It's partially on him for just saying some outrageous shit he would do and then having to go lay in the snow butt-ass naked. So, I mean. The reason I bring this up is because, you know, we're talking about who's going to be good in the NFL this year, blah, blah, blah. Devontae now was a Packer, is now on the Raiders. Lang hates the Packers. He's a Steelers fan. And I want to put on record, so we hold him to this if this actually happens. Lang, on if the Raiders win the AFC, says, I'd camp out in the Vegas desert for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so if that happens... I mean, that's an easy league trip to Vegas, and Lang just doesn't stay in the hotel. <laughs> He's got to find his way out in the desert or just even on a Las Vegas strip. That's crazy, man. I'm not really for putting my friends' lives in danger, but I really hope the Raiders win the AFC. <laughs> that would be that would be that would be really fun to go out there and have to. We all stay in like a nice ass hotel, maybe go gamble, watch some games or whatever NBA that's on. And Lang's going to be out in the desert just by himself. <laughs> that sounds really dangerous now that I just said how <laughs> exactly. long I don't know if, like, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's on him. It's on him for saying it. So, Lang, we're going to hold you to that. Um, you're going to hear from our commissioner here next. We got an interview with him. Uh, Booby kind of takes the reins and asks him some questions. We'll chime in when we can. So, here's our commissioner, Jordan Krieger. I would like to welcome on our league commissioner, uh, one-time Boom Goes the Dynamite champion, uh, the one and only Jordan Krieger. Jordan, how we doing? I appreciate you guys for having me. Doing Krieger. well. Doing Krieger. well. It's been a long time coming. Good to have you. Yeah, I couldn't have thought of a better first guest for our podcast, so 
I think the most important question I want to ask to start this off is after all these years now in this league and how competitive it's been, did you ever imagine when you started this league back when we were in high school that it would be where it is now? No, not at all. Um, I think you kind of – we crossed the bridge when uh, we started eliminating people and uh, and changing the, the ownership up a little bit. So I think it's definitely funny that it's come, you know, that far. But now we're getting older, you know, we're spreading out a little bit. It's, uh, it's not really a shocker to me to see that we're, you know, kind of being held together and getting, you know, more and more into this league every year. Yeah, speaking of that, I know that there's been some rumblings of maybe potential buy-in increasing here coming in a few years, maybe even this year. You never know. Um, do you have anything that you would like to let the league know about when it comes to the league meeting that will be commencing before the draft? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, gauging a few opinions around the league, you know, I think it's something that probably happens quite a few times in the, in the future is just an increase in the buy-in, uh, even this year thinking, you know, we'll, uh, we'll gauge the interest at the, at the draft, but you know, at maybe another 50 bucks, hundred bucks, bump it up. Um, I think that can only help, you know, keep more people into it for longer. The more we go up, the more payouts we can have. It just makes it, makes it a heck of a lot better for everyone. Yeah, I just kind of think about it in the tense of uh, shows who's uh, confident and who's not, um, who's willing to risk it, who thinks they have the skills. To, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a gamble. You never know what's going to happen over the course of the season. Uh, Zach and Mitch, I'm honestly curious of your thoughts of increasing it this year, if not in the next few years. I mean, I'm all for an increase. I think it'll just up the ante of what already is. Boom goes the dynamite, you know, joining back three years ago. Um, it's just gotten only more competitive since then. And I think by doing that, you know, we just talked about who was the worst fantasy player. I think it will definitely heighten the awareness of some of those players that maybe, you know, aren't as fiery in the league. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, price increase every year should always be the goal. Just like Krieger said, to keep the – League a lot more interested. I think uh, there's going to be a majority, like if not a unanimous approval on that one. So I look forward to hearing whatever else to say. Yeah, it's, it's hard to be the guy to turn that down, but, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a few situations still. You know, we're still not even 25. One of us, two of us are 25 now. You know, I think uh, a small bump up wouldn't, wouldn't hurt us, but it's kind of a put your nuts on the table scenario here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm all for it. I know you know I'm all for it. Um, but another conversation we've been having, obviously, is our punishment. Um, I mean, I know me and you have been in a, a little contact here. And, I mean, the plan is to do it this weekend. And, um, I mean, how terrified are you? Because, I mean, I can't even get into how worried I am about how this is going to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. We're in that stage now where it's it's real or it's more real than ever. Uh, it's got to be done within the next <laughs> three four days. So, uh, I remember looking back on you know the Madison punishments of playing going out in a in a dress. You know, I felt for the kid in the days leading up, and now I know what it feels like to uh, be going down the down that road. Yeah, I just can't help but think about the possible, like, is there any legal, 
like ramifications of doing this? Like, am I going to get stopped while I'm walking this mile, mile and a half in a, like a crowded Milwaukee street? Like I'm not quite sure any, for anybody that doesn't know the punishment that's listening, the punishment is to, uh, we have to walk a good mile, mile and a half with a sex doll. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to communicate that it's a fantasy football joke yet, but, um, it's not a good look. It's not a good look whatsoever. You've just got to wear a uh, hat or like a, make a sign and put it on the front of the sex doll that just says, I lost my fantasy football league. Yeah, Is I mean, that... also, like, do you have to, like, cross out the nipples? Do you have to, you know, make I, sure I think, genitals are covered? Put, I think we got to put a skimpy little outfit on it or something. Just, you know. I mean, I think make you it just not... send it. I think I think you just wear it, and I mean, I mean, a mile and a half is probably a good thirty minutes of shame, kind of like the Walk of Atonement. Oh, it's gonna be so bad, man! I'm dreading it. Been, you know, I've been dreading it long enough that it's been almost two years because, you know, I ducked it and uh, I was able to get away with it till now. Not that I was trying to, but you know, we've I've made it here, and now I've got to do it. And I, you know, it just has been a thought the last two years that just pops in my head randomly. It's like, damn, like one day I am going to be doing this and I am, I'm dreading it really am. Yeah. And that's another thing that'll be, you know, talked about at the, at the league meeting, you know, it's uh, something we can't, can't let slide again. Uh, The punishments will be, I'm sure changing up in, in their, uh, their flavor, but uh, yeah got to be uh got to have a little more integrity than that and you know that all comes back to me um i'll do a better job of that going forward i just want to say i uh applaud you too for getting it done you know we talked about the integrity um of this league and now just to see our commissioner kind of going full force at this really lets us know that you know you back us up because you'll walk the walk and talk the talk so uh I'm happy to see that this is happening. You know, I wanted to also ask you then based off the integrity piece, like we had mentioned before that some players don't have as much flair or spice to their managerial style. I mean, what do you say to those players? Right. Because it's going to get more serious, another buy-in more serious with the uh, upholding of punishments. You know, there may have to be the hammer coming down, huh? Uh, I mean, I think we got a good, I think we got a good thing going on. Um, you know, I think you can I think you can definitely tell there are, you know, guys who aren't as interested as others. But, you know, there's no one out here throwing games or, you know, people are keeping up with it. It's not a huge issue. And, and you know, everyone's pretty active in the chat, which is another thing that, you know, I mean, if we had just add someone who maybe a few of us were friends with, it wouldn't go over so well. You know, it would be a, we just got a good chemistry. I wouldn't want to, you know change that wouldn't want to move that around yeah i mean we're we're definitely a tight-knit group i've always uh loved that about this league you know the banter i mean yeah it gets 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 personal at times but i would never say it just crosses the line um it's always good for the league you know zach's heavily involved in that aspect of it and uh obviously it's going to continue and that's probably one of the things i'm looking most forward to on draft day this weekend yeah i mean i think every league needs banter and i i, I do think we lack it if i'm being honest so 
I mean, if I have to be the guy that starts it up and stirs the pot, so be it. Jordan, we uh, now that you've heard these stats, you know, we're talking about worst fantasy player. We were talking earlier in the pod and later in the pod about like after hearing those stats, does your stance on your answer change at all? It was talked about, you know, Lang's Lang's got one one bandaid over a bullet hole type season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy how how low his winning percentage is compared to a few other guys who I mentioned. And I mean, the kid got lucky one time and I would, I would probably, you know, argue he, he might be, he might be that, that bottom one on the totem pole, but I, I, I would stick with my answer. I think it's, it's more of, you know, Vertsy he comes in with a, you know, kind of a false sense of confidence every year and it, and it, you know, he pieced it together last year, which I gave him credit for. You know, I obviously couldn't say much last year to anyone, but um, it was good to see Vertsy kind of come up and hold his own last year. It is crazy that you ended up losing the league last year. I just remember talking about the league and your roster towards the beginning of the year with you privately and how confident you were. I mean, Jalen Hurts was a phenomenal pick. Like, that worked out in – every sense of the way. And like, I just, I mean, what are the things that you point to the most last year that ended up being the deciding factor on you being the de facto loser? I think it comes down to two things really. Um, One. And I think it's obvious looking back at the draft board is Julio Jones. Uh, I think that was just the wrong pick there. He had, I don't actually don't know if he scored a touchdown while uh, during the fantasy season. Um, and then I, I picked the wrong rookie receiver in Devontae Smith. I should have, you know, that's it's obviously a hindsight thing, but Jamar Chase would have been a heck of a lot better. And that, I mean, I think I had most of my team that I drafted for most of the year, and uh, I think I was third in points, so just got the wrong matchups. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's been a common theme here with our losers in the league. I mean, it's just really depending on how your matchups go week to week. So, it, did you take Devontae Smith over Jamar Chase? I I think I did. I believe I did. Mitch, do you know? Yeah, he I, I he definitely did, and can't say that I can like with all full confidence say I knew Jamar Chase was going to be better. I just looked at the situations when he took Devontae Smith. Like, I like Devontae Smith. I like him as a player. I think he's going to do well in the upcoming years here. But, like, when you when that happened and you took him, I was like, I mean, I have to go Jamar Chase now. And it ended up just working in my favor, to be honest with you. So, crazy so how was, things like that work because that could have taken you out of the garbage bowl. Yep. Looking back on that, I think I tried to chase my, my championship season when I had Russell Wilson and DK. Um, I think that was Metcalf's rookie year as well. And, I kind of tried to do the same thing with Hertz and Smith, just have a combo. And I don't think he caught more than two, three touchdowns himself. Krieger, I think you're also forgetting. Uh, we also had a pretty big name trade towards the end of the year. I think we it was did. like Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, Darren Waller, and some other throw and receiver. I think it was Jerry Judy for Eckler, who was RB2 at the time, Dalton Schultz, who was tight end four or something like that. And then, OBJ and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown ended up not playing. Yeah, that was bad. That hurt too. 
yeah, I was heavily in trade talks for AB. I really wanted AB, and you know, when when the guy walks off the field like that mid game, I mean, all time, all time NFL moment. But I'm I'm thankful that that did not end up affecting my team because I was really high on him coming back. He was amazing when he was playing, and you know, that's just it's just that stuff in fantasy that like I don't I didn't even remember that, but that that was probably very detrimental to your season. Eckler was great for me, but I gave up Waller and I gave up uh, Madison, who I I don't know if he played or not. But Waller and Cook both got hurt, and I really relied on Madison. He kind of carried me. Yeah, so I, I kind of won the running back part of it, but yeah, it hurt to lose out on AB. OBJ had a good finish to the year too. Yeah, he was crazy. I'm not sure if this is a stupid question or not because I probably would answer the same thing I'm expecting you to answer this as. But would you still take last place if the Rams win the Super Bowl still? Yeah. I. Um, that was a great feeling. Um, I think I was spoiled with the Bucks winning one right before. but Because um, obviously there won't be another feeling like that, I don't think. But, yeah, it was, it was something special. And uh, I think if I pick more Rams players – and they did go on to win the Super Bowl. I don't think I would uh, take last. But, uh, man, that's a tough question. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. Yeah, I mean, I just have to bring up how low you were when we were at the Packers-Rams game at Lambeau. <laughs> After that game, you were so mad. I've never – I mean, I have I could count the number of times on my one hand that I've ever seen you that mad after a game. And the Packers special teams, I mean – that was like the worst thing I've ever seen live in my life, other than actually being at the divisional round against the 49ers. Won't get We're not talking that. about that. We're not going to talk about that. But I'd, I mean, we can talk about that. I don't. I don't really <laughs> want to. That's the thing. That's yeah. No, I. I uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was a pain I haven't felt. I mean, it's just as tough when you're around three other Packers fans that are just yelling in your face the whole time. Nothing was going your way. It was just that was tough. But at the end of the day, like you were confident that they were gonna figure it out after that game and that they needed to have that happen. And like that's exactly what happened. So I mean, I don't think you'd ever change a thing about that season, anyways. Yeah, no, that was uh, just a lot going through my head at that point. But yeah, a great way to finish it. You know, to wrap it up here, uh, Krieger, I just had one last kind of question for you. You know, as the commissioner. You've got to get a lot of input coming your way from players, whether it's during the season, after, before, things like that. Can you just put us a day in the life of the commissioner during, you know, the middle of the season when playoff spots are getting narrowed down and things like that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on, you know, whether I'm in contention or not. But, you know, it's like even last year I was pretty interested in what the entire picture looked like. Um I always think it's funny around deadline time, you know, every, probably every other year, you know, you get some sort of fiery offer that goes in and it gets accepted or something and everyone gets the same notification on their phone and, you know, you know, you're in for a long five, six hour, just absolute banter in the group chat. If you miss anything, you'll have 900 messages type of day. Um, (laughs) And you gotta be, you know, you gotta straighten some of that out and, 
Yeah, know? I mean, and I think that's another thing too. While I'm at it, is you know, I I don't think, you know, we should be really touching trades anymore. You know, I think we're league year eight. I think we can all kind of just trust each other to have the right intent. And you know, I don't think uh, I think that last year, you know, that we 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 freaked out a little too much. You know, I think Burt's might have ended up winning that trade overall if it went through. But, uh, yeah, I think we kind of leave stuff alone on that end. I mean, you heard it here. You heard it. Leave trades alone. That's what we're going to do. I mean, I mean, it's still going to have to be brought up in the league meeting. I'm with it. and That's not me saying I'm not with it. Um, more or less just, yeah, I think that we've learned enough here. We've been around the block. And I think that I would hope any everybody's smart enough to not make a trade that just ruins things for others. I mean, trades that make sense that you can see. I mean, there's going to be winners and losers in everybody's eyes of any trade, but it just seemed like at the time and for how quick after the draft that trade came along, people really freaked out about trading a first round pick like three weeks in. Yeah. And there's like there's reputations involved too. Like while we won't you know, veto trades anymore, if you're just, you know, if someone has a history of, you know, make fucking up the league with trades obviously we can do something about it but yeah i think i think we're i think we're fine jordan you have any last words for us boys in the pod no i think uh overall it's just a great year i think you know a lot more is in store this year i think we'll we'll uh we'll have a good one all right jordan well we appreciate you taking time on your night to be our first guest yeah Um, thank you Thanks for having me, boys. I'm sure you're going to be a reoccurring guest, so just be prepared to uh, be called on at any time. And, uh, you know, let's just have a good season. Yeah, I'm an easy guy to find, so we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks for having me, boys. Yep, thanks, George. Thanks, thanks, Mish. All right, now that you heard from our commish, I want to introduce another person to our podcast, and you've actually been hearing from him the past two episodes. You know, the, the NBA, they have Adrian Wojnarowski, you know, uh, Zach, who's the NFL guy? Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter, okay. And, you know, the come on dude and the boom goes the dynamite league has their own personality and reporter of events, and he's known as Doge, otherwise a.k.a. Booby Scherf. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I've got a couple different hats that I wear uh, across my life. I'm referred to by many different names. And over the past couple of years, I've developed the moniker of Doge, of uh, breaking inside scoops and deals as they're coming across the table. Um, It's pretty electric the way that I handle it. Um, I'll obviously be making some appearances on the podcast as Doge. But, um, yeah. We've got the draft coming up here on Sunday and I'm just wondering if there's some things that we should look for or the draft process in general, you know, what do you got for us as Doge the insider? I mean, every year it's interesting, you know, obviously we had the Chris Carson reach last year. Um, We've had Zabo taking a kicker in the seventh. So I think mostly, I mean, you think about it, it's going to be, several years now of mistakes that we've seen in the draft that were pretty obvious when they happened and I'm expecting it to be really competitive and honestly I would be shocked if something like that happened this year but I mean at the end of the day you can never be too shocked by what goes down in this league so 
I mean, I don't have a lot of projections or what I'm expecting to happen, but I think it might be a very competitive year in the draft, and you're going to hear a lot of guys upset with guys being taken right before they go. Yeah, I got I got a couple uh, predictions as well. Um, I got Verts getting too drunk before the draft even starts and being very <laughs> loud. Um, I got Lang throwing a tantrum about being called a chip hider and uh, saying that the banners shine forever or whatever phrases he's got going. Um, I got Mitchell complaining about being called a beta for not knowing the draft order and also starting a loser's chat. Those are my <laughs> those are my big three. Well, you know what, man? We don't even talk in the chat anymore. So, But on draft night, you know, we're going to find out our picks, however they will be from our commissioner. And the big thing that we talk about and, like, why I want to know my draft position is because, like, I think draft position is important. Um, a lot of it determines where you fall and then – Yes, there's some skill, but if guys get taken before you and you got the your eye, not much that you can do. So, like, in your opinion, what is the best spot to be drafting in? In my opinion, I think first overall is the best place to be drafting, and right behind that, right in the middle, like four, five, or six. Um, if you actually look at the statistics in all the fantasy leagues ran around the world, the most common winner of each fantasy football season is actually the number one overall pick. Really? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I can't say that because the one time that I had the first overall pick, I drafted Christian McCaffrey, and he got hurt for the whole year. But uh, I, I'd say like right at like right in the middle. I kind of like just because you're not you're never having to like wait a super long time to pick, and that can be pretty brutal if if you're dead last or you're very beginning. I mean, I don't know. That's just my preference. I, I had the remember. last pick last year, and I had. I I will admit it. It was by far my worst draft I've ever had. It wasn't close. I took guys that were more projects than established players, and it all just fell apart. It was really, really a bad draft for, for Booby last year. And, you know, I learned some things. I'm coming a little different this year. I got a different outlook on it. And uh, I just really cannot wait for this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like having those Back end picks, maybe not the last pick, but like I really feel like in those first three rounds, the end guys definitely get like more quality people. I know like the first pick you get those top guys, right? But yeah, like, like back of the middle. Yeah, like coming around the horn though. I mean, if you're picking Chris McCaffrey, right, and you're coming around the horn, I mean, what guys next that you're going to get? Maybe a top receiver? Probably not because guys are going to go receivers in front of you. I mean, you're looking at probably – a uh, mid-level, like, 15 to 20 running back? Yeah, or you go tight end. I just could never bring myself to get a tight end. Like, seriously, I don't care how good Travis Kelsey is. I think running backs and receivers are so important in this league that I'll never – I mean, I know a tight end's a receiver, but, like, there's basically, what, three? And then they're all the same? No, I mean, you got to, you gotta like, add more to the three. I mean, I feel like it was always just, like, Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey, but now you get to throw Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews into the ring. Like, so a decent amount of people are going to have a good tight end this year, and I think those five teams are really going to benefit. And it's kind of interesting, though, is that if you look at the gap at tight end from those five that we just named to maybe, like, a like a Dalton or Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz. That's his name, right? My turn. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, like their points per game numbers are only like four or five different points apart. So, and the value you can get on those guys later is good. It just depends on what the league decides to do, whether they reach for that position because they don't have it yet and they're worried that they're not going to have a top eight, top nine tight end. But at the end of the day, like Kelsey was a first rounder like the last three years, and I noticed they have him mocked in the second this year. I mean, Kelsey was a wide receiver one for a long time. And, like, I mean, he still could be even this year. So I wouldn't be shocked if somebody reached for him at the back end of the first round this year. Like, that actually would not surprise me. But anyways, basically what I was getting at is that I think that tight end is probably the weirdest position to draft in fantasy. And I think guys sometimes can kind of lose track of the value you can get later rather than at the front. So I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. We all have our own opinions on positions and where we like to draft them. But I would agree with you there, Booby, just because I think I took Hunter Henry in the 11th or 12th round last year. And he hovered from like seven to third tight end for a majority of the season. He literally would get two catches for a touchdown and 45 yards. His and that was touchdowns, better. His touchdowns was an outlier, though. Like he. He had so – I'm going to look it up right now while we're talking how many touchdowns he had last year because it was absurd. He definitely got lucky in that department. So, it'll be yep. interesting if somebody reaches on him this year versus like where his ADP is based off of the touchdowns he had. Because, I mean, they added some receivers, but do they have a better red zone threat than Hunter Henry or are they going to try to pound the ball in the end zone with Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson this year? I just think, like, Mac Jones, quarterback that he is, he's not going to turn the ball over a ton. He's going to go to his – what his eyes are set on. I mean, he did it in college. He's comfortable with Hunter Henry now this year. I mean, I would expect him to do somewhat of the same, obviously not the exact same, because you're going to look up the stats. You're going to tell everyone right now he had multiple, like, one, two catch games for a touchdown and 20 yards. But that was better points-wise than a lot of tight ends throughout the whole year. Yeah, he had nine touchdowns last year, and if you're getting nine touchdowns from a tight end, that's excellent. We talk about reaching on players. Like, what is the biggest mistake you can make while drafting? I think Vert's kind of showed everyone what the biggest mistake you can make is panicking. Um, he took Kelsey in the first round. I think he was the tenth pick or the ninth pick, something like that. And running backs went like crazy at the back end of the draft, and he freaked out and took Chris Carson and. I think if you're going to start to freak out and be like, okay, I got a tight end in the first round, what's the most important position? Running back. But really, he should have put like a really good receiver, a top tier receiver. I think his year would have shook out a little differently. So, yeah. I mean, weird players get taken left and right and it throws people off. Yeah. Biggest mistake you could probably make is taking a guy that you just been hearing the whole offseason that they're going to break out this year. Like, that's it's them. Like, can they be right? Yes. But if they're wrong and you took a guy in, like, last year, I took Gibson at 13 because I was the last pick. That was a horrible pick. It was a horrible pick for me. He was injured the whole year. He had, like, a broken shin or some shit. <laughs> crazy. And he just wasn't, like, actually, I think I, think I traded him – I forget who I traded him to at, towards the back end of the year. I just had to move off of him. I moved off of so many guys last year because I, I just drafted so bad. And 
Gibson kind of played well at the end of the year. And I'm pretty sure he was actually pretty sure the commanders were going to name their rookie running back the starter. But I saw that he got shot a couple of times yeah. like carjacking. So like that kind of like changes the whole outlook on drafting Gibson is because like, I don't know how long you're out after getting shot. I mean, I can't really remember <laughs> if that's happened in recent seasons. So I don't know. It's just kind of a, uh, they were talking about him being like a McCaffrey 2.0 almost. And for some reason what? I was like, that's sick. I want this guy. And I drive and it might mean his ADP was second round. So I just took him to at 13. I wanted to load up with two running backs. And then I was staying at wide receiver. Like drafting is so interesting when it comes to like balancing out running backs and receivers. And you'll see the guys that love to take more receivers and running backs. And then you'll see most of our league likes to go running back heavy it's it's very interesting. I mean, everybody has their own strategies. So I just think a mistake that you can personally make. Obviously, you want to make it fun for yourself, but like, you know, the draft gets weird. Guys will pick guys and they'll reach, and then they'll you'll be left with like, I, I point out Levi. You'll you're left with this decision where you have Saquon Barkley or like a little bit less of a running back, but like more established, right? Like you know the upside of Saquon, but he's had injuries. He hasn't really like proven proven himself to be consistent. And, like, you're left with that dilemma of, like, well, I don't want to take this guy, and then you end up taking him, right? And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make just because you know you don't want him, and then you just, like, have to take him because he's just kind of out there. I think it makes it less fun for you, but then, like, if he does, like, do bad, then you're like, oh, God, see, like, I was right, and then you'll second-guess yourself all year. Yeah, I'm excited to see where Booby Sanders goes. <laughs> you threw that little comment section in the chat. I was like, "Yeah, no way." I mean, the man literally said, "Don't draft me." Like that's kind of <laughs> that's wild. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to affect his ADP in our league itself, especially with the reputation he has because of my infatuation with him. And I mean, dude, he's a good he's a good player. It's just fantasy wise, I'm not sure he's it. It kind of proven that the last two years. Because I mean, you look at his yards per touch is like top 10 every year it's just that his passing game has gone down and he just hasn't he didn't score a touchdown last year so i don't know we'll get more into that in a bit i mean you were infatuated like i was gonna say and zabo who, who what guy are you infatuated with and you can tell everybody because i bet you no one's gonna draft him you know i i want to but i think he's gonna be one of my uh first or second round picks so i don't i can't do it it depends yeah, really. on where I'm picking in the draft. It's tough because I do want to share shit on here, but at the same time, I don't want to give other people what I'm thinking. Like it's such no, like a game that we play with each other in our heads that I don't want people to know who I'm high on and who I'm low on. I mean, I can give out tidbits. And yeah, I mean, or how about this? How about this? When do you think Cordell Patterson goes in our draft? The last pick. <laughs> Seriously, I, I want to hear what you guys are thinking for that. Let me look up. Let me look up a mock draft. You guys take a guess. I'll tell you his ADP, and then I'll tell you where I think he goes. Okay, Mitch, what round? I mean, I wouldn't take him until he's my RB three. Okay, so flex. So probably like Can fifth or sixth. Yeah, I'd, I'd go fifth or sixth. I was thinking more fifth, probably around there, just because like thinking of recent years how our draft went, like. Like Boo said, it's running back heavy. Then you'll get your wide receivers. And it's, you know, if you pick the tight end, quarterback, or another running back. So it's right in that, like, mosh posh area of, like, four, five, six. Yeah. 
I think it would be really funny if Verts took him like in the second or third round, like a Chris Carson thing where all the running backs go and he's just like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's going to fall. People are going to pass on him and somebody's going to get great value on him. I mean, he's still the lead back. They don't have a lot of weapons there. I mean, what? who's the backup? Algier, that dude? I don't even know who that is. So Yeah, I'm not sure either. But he's probably going to have another good year. He won't be top five again, but, I mean, top 12, I can see. So, Zach, where are you? Where are you? I mean, you. we talked earlier. Like, you're thinking end of the second round. I'm like, please take him. Please. On who? Cordero. No, I'm saying I can see Verts take him in the second or third round panicking. So, where do you think he's at then? I mean, you loved him all last year. Might as well made a baby with him. Yeah. I mean, four or five, fourth or fifth round, depending on how heavy people go on running backs again. What you got for us? Or um, excuse me, Doge. I'm on this site, but I don't know if he's listed as a running back or a wide receiver. He might be listed as a wide receiver on here, which would make no sense. Which is That's... so funny because of what Lang said about Zach's running back turned wide receiver turned punt returner, like all that other stuff. I'm seeing Algier, the other Atlanta running back. I think he's a rookie, like a fifth rounder or something like that, at round nine, back end of round nine. Round nine? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, running backs. Yeah. I mean, you talked about how he's not going to be a top five player, right? So, like, Doge is looking. I mean, who yeah, else? They got, falls? they got him listed as a wide receiver round eight. Okay. Okay. I, I don't think he'll be there by round eight. I'll tell you that. He's around the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Robert Woods, Kadarius Toney, Alan Lazard. Alan oh, Lazard, really? Huh? Alan Lazard is ahead of everybody that I named. He should be. But, I mean, you got to put some respect on Rodgers' name. Like, he can – Greg Jennings, he can make receivers. I mean, he's going to be up there. I agree. I mean, you never I, – I don't know what our offense is going to look like. Um, I actually really want to know what you guys have to say about this next one. How early is too early to pick a receiver? I love this question because I just I go back and forth in my head about it all the time. All I would time. say I would say fantasy football has changed. Okay, I mean we obviously used to not be PPR, but since we have been PPR from the beginning of when we were, when there were the likes of Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, I feel like there's not a lot of really good bell cow running backs in the draft this year, which is why you're seeing a lot of mock drafts. This one has Justin Jefferson at four. Now I personally wouldn't take a wide receiver before five. I like five. I think five is fine. I think that you can get those stud stud running backs one through four. And then if you want to make a decision between a guy at five, whether you want to go running back like a Najee Harris or you want to go Cooper Cup, you never know. I do. My hot take is JJ being the best receiver this year. I mean, I'm I'm with you on that train. I would bet that he probably is going to go before Cup. Yeah, I think I, I think people <laughs> are really in on him, but I think Cup being the second receiver off the board is terrible as well. That's the thing. What's respectable? One and two. And, I mean, people can say Cup or people can say Jefferson. Either way. I would Dude, Cup was – Cup, I've never – we've never seen anything like that last year. Never. You're right. understandable, but now what? Like, now, what tells you that's going to change? 
what tells you Cordero's production is going to change? It's for the same. I think the same reasons of Cordero, the same reasons why Cooper Cup's just going to go down. I mean, it just won't happen again. He had a historically great season. He's going to be great, but like nowhere near what he did last season. And if he does, I mean, I'll eat my words because that'll be just insane. I, I think that we do need to talk about Allen Robinson having the best quarterback he's ever had. I think that's going to have something to do with it. And the Vikings getting the new offensive coordinator as their coach, like I think the Vikings off like passing offense is going to be a lot better. That's where I was going with it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pick a wide receiver four or five. Okay, so like if it comes down to Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, whoever, or like Dalvin Cook, I'd probably go JJ. I don't know, man. I don't have Dalvin Cook in my top four running backs. Right, and that, that's just where it comes down to, like, how do you draft? Are you going to be a running back heavy guy? Or, like, in the last episode we talked about, Reed went the opposite way and got receivers. And it works out well sometimes. Other times it doesn't. So, I mean, J.J., yes, he's got that new offensive coordinator. Um, Sabo thinks he's breaking out. I mean, what, what other players do you think this year kind of take that step? And I'm going to go on a, on a limb here and say he was a good receiver before. And something happened. I don't know if it was his TikTok dances, whatever it was. I think Juju on the Chiefs is going to really take a big leap. I know you guys don't want to, like, give out your players who's going to break out this year. But, like, I really do think Juju is going to be a great pick whenever he's picked. Juju is going to get reached on this year. thousand percent. Somebody's going to reach around early. I'm not kidding. And it probably it might work out. I think that Kelsey still being there. Is Juju going to have the year? Because I had him the year that I won it all, and he had, what, he had like 1,400 yards. It was something ridiculous. So it was his second year in the league. Um, So, I mean, what is his ceiling? I'm not entirely sure, but, I mean, I, I like that. I like that you think he's going to break out. I think that's I think that's a good pick for that. Piggyback off the Juju comment, I mean, he's going to have the most talent at the quarterback position he's ever had in his career. Exactly. And Big Ben, I'm not saying he was terrible when Juju was in his second year, but, like, at the same time, like, Mahomes is in his prime, and Juju's the receiver one. So, like, I really like that. I'm not going to lie. That's a good one. I think, for me, it's kind of weird, but I just think A.J. Brown is going to go crazy on the Eagles. Back to Ryan Tannehill, but I'm really high on Jalen Hurts. I mean, the dude was quarterback one for a majority of the year last year. Obviously, he ran the ball a lot. I think that's going to change – also, he's, like, one of the biggest quarterbacks in the NFL now. I don't know if you guys have seen how he looks now out of training camp. He's huge. And another quarterback that's huge now is Lamar Jackson, which I don't know. I just think A.J. Brown's going to have a big year. I think Rashawn Bateman's going to go crazy. Those are some guys that I like. I mean, I'm going to get slander for this. I know he just puts up points, but I wouldn't touch Lamar Jackson with a 10-foot pole. I think he's like Russell Westbrook. He's going to put up stats, but I don't think he can win you a championship in NFL nor fantasy. Yeah, I mean that's that's just you being biased per usual. Yeah, I mean, he won he dudes. won me a fantasy football championship, so I'm gonna have to disagree with you with you big time. I just the, think where he's drafted, like in the past two years, people have like reached on him, and he could have got other players. That's my only. So thing. you wouldn't take him round five? No. Interesting. Like if it think... came down to Cordero and like Lamar Jackson at round five, and they didn't have a quarterback yet, I mean. I like some guys down the board a little bit, so I think I'd pass on him, on Lamar. That is, I'll give so you, you take my... Cordero over Lamar. Did you just say? Yeah, let's just not talk about it. 
That's the worst take. Yeah, I think you like regretted saying that as you came out. No, no, I'm just saying like the. I think like I value the running back position a lot. So like unless I get like there's a few guys that want a quarterback, and if I don't get them, like I'm sitting back. Okay, so what do you think of Josh Allen? Because I know you took him third last year. He's he's the goat. Yeah, he's he's the goat. I mean, he's gonna be. I feel like he's just on a mission. I mean, it feels like. Like in basketball, when Jordan was trying to like overcome the bad boy Pistons, like Josh Allen's just trying to get over Pat Mahomes, and he's just gonna keep chugging. He's just gonna keep getting better, keep going, and I think he's gonna do it eventually, maybe soon here, possibly this year. But like, he's really good. Yeah, I mean, they also just got Trey White back this year. They didn't have him against the Chiefs, and when the overtime, they also added Von Miller. The Bills are coming this year. I'll give you two guys for my breakouts, and I'm gonna keep them early in the draft. Um, I, you can call this hot. I think Najee Harris has a potential chance of finishing as the best player in fantasy football this year. Wow. I mean, you had him last year and he did really good and I traded for him and he did bleh, but I could see where you're coming with, with that. Second year. I mean, you look at the track record of guys that were rookies that were really good in their second year. I mean, I just think that he has insane upside and then secondly i'll give you the wide receiver i think cd lamb could finish his wide receiver one as well in i like that i just don't think i don't think dak is it i mean i'm not doubting cd lamb dude they throw the football i just don't think dak is it like i understand where you're coming from with that but like number one over those cooper cup justin jefferson you know you throw in jamar chase like guys like that in there i mean that's a lot. To wait, overcome. wait a second. What do you mean, Dak's not it? I don't think Dak's it. Have you seen his numbers in fantasy? I just don't think he's it, man. Yeah, I, mean, Mitch, I can't Mitch, say. Look at his numbers. To be honest, I cannot I can't say believe that. I'm like with Zach so much right now. But like, I know. Yeah, Mitch, didn't Mitch you does have do Dak this. You're for like 500 yards each game. Why does he never finish in the top before then? Like, what? What's that? Well, I mean, he was. He got. He obviously. What do we? He sprained his ankle. Yeah. Kidding, okay. Not sprained his ankle. He's that was just it. funny when well, – was that Tony Romo that said that? When he was like, <laughs> it might have looked like just a sprain. It's like, nah, man, Tony, his his ankle's completely <laughs> sideways here. I'm pretty sure that that is his season right there. But I don't know. With Amari yeah. Cooper gone, I think his target share is going to be ridiculous. And I just – like, I'm not saying – these aren't me predicting who's going to be number one. I'm just giving oh, yeah. you guys whose upsides as a breakout could – make them like literally league winners oh yeah oh yeah i'm with you with the naji pick 100 who do you who do you guys have with uh best tight end like who's your prediction for who's gonna finish as number one kelsey kelsey, kelsey? yeah i mean it's good it's kelsey even though i said juju's gonna break out but like hill's gone i mean i don't know why i don't like he's Kelsey's just he's gonna, just so good kelsey could, catch, so good. kelsey could catch 100 passes this year who falls off this year I mean, who did good last year? Sophomore slumps. You know, you got Jamar Chase in there. I don't think he's going to, but I'm, as an example, you're very high on Jalen Hurts. And I just don't, I mean, I don't pay attention enough to him. Uh, Jordan had him a lot last year, but like, even when he picked him, I was like, I thought about it, but like, I just don't know. And he's doing good again. And like, people project him like very high this year. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think um, I'd still draft him top six if he's there for me. But I think that there's a, a slight chance Derrick Henry might start to fall off here a little bit. I just All think right. that he's I'm getting a... up there in age. And I think that 
if you look at his advanced stats and his projected yards versus where he was two years ago and following. I mean, I don't think the injury plays a big part. I think he's just kind of getting old. And you think about, is he going to get the 28 carries still, even after injury? I just don't know. But I mean, I'm still saying I personally take him. You got to take a guy like that until he falls off. Yep. But yep. it's like if I had to bet on anybody in the first round that's going to be a high pick, it would be him. See, I just can't disagree more. And I've been seeing this all over social media, like people saying they're going to take like Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson over Derrick Henry. Like this guy played half the year, I think, or I think it was a little less than half. And he had 937 yards and 10 touchdowns. Like he almost had a thousand yards in half the season last year. And obviously he probably came back too early against the Bengals. And also Ryan Tannehill had one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen. But I, I think King Henry's still a top three pick. I can't, I can't say that. I don't disagree with you either. Like back to what I literally just said. Like you got to take a guy like that in the pedigree he has, and you're right about how he played last year. It's just that my thing is that he's 28 years old. I mean, you think about old running backs. You think about the number of carries and mileage he has under his belt. It's just. I think that there is a scenario where he just isn't worth a top six pick anymore. Obviously, he's going to be an RB1. I don't think that he would ever be an RB2 in any scenario this year. But I just think that, like I said, the mileage and his age, some at some point he's going to have to start going downhill. Unless he's the Tom Brady running backs, and we don't know that yet, that would be the only scenario. So we know Zach's taking him top three. Right back to our wide receiver debate. You're sitting there at six, and you've got Derrick Henry or receiver. I'm taking Derrick Henry at six. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Real quick before we move on, top player in fantasy this upcoming year. Who is it? It's obvious. Everyone should have the same answer. I think so too. Yeah, it's JT. Yep. I mean, Dylan said he thinks Najee might be first. So does that mean Najee's two? No, I'm. I was just saying, guys, I have that upside. I wouldn't touch Najee. Yeah, that was just an upside pick. But, like, are we all in agreement that JT is going to be the best player this year? Yeah. Yeah. They have a better yeah. quarterback. Their offensive yeah. line is healthy. Yeah. I think I think he'll do great. I've got a little game set up for you two here. Um, it was just of who would you rather have this year in fantasy. So I'm going to list two players. Um, a lot of them are by the same position. Actually, they all, all are. Um, some of them are kind of irrelevant as we get towards the end. But I'm just curious what you think of their fantasy. If you had to use them in a pinch. Um First two players are Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Really? Yeah. You don't think over in Denver, you know, with Sutton, that Russell Wilson can make something happen? Dude, I've had Russell Wilson before, and I get that he's in a new spot, but Jalen Hurts' floor is so good. All right, so going off of what you just said about Sutton, what do you think? So you're telling me you'd rather have the Russell Wilson Sutton combo than AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts? I just don't know. What's your I opinion? Trust I mean, Hurts. Yeah, I just don't know have? if I trust Jalen Hurts. I mean, I know he put up numbers last year. I just something. This is what I talked about. Like the worst thing you can do in fantasy. Like for me, the worst thing I could do personally is just like take Jalen Hurts and like then he does bad because I've always had a bad like weird feeling about him. I mean, I would feel better about myself being confident about a guy 
taking him. And if he does bad, like, that's just on me. Yeah, man. I mean, I just feel like, like I said, Jalen Hurts' floor is insane. Like, he literally started off, like, the first eight weeks last year with over 20 fantasy points. Okay, okay. Like, he only I, this, threw – he threw for 3,000 yards last year, 16 touchdowns and nine interceptions. I think this one's pretty obvious based on conversations we've just had. Alvin Kamara or Austin Eckler? Eckler. You can make a, you can make a case for Kamara, but I would take Eckler easily. The only case you can make for Kamara is if he misses no time with that whole battery investigation. Oh, if, if Kamara doesn't miss time, I'm taking Kamara. Yeah, see, that's where it gets interesting because – I mean, Eckler's just as good, though, I think. I, I think you can't go wrong with either, personally. I like them both equally. If if both are healthy and not being suspended, Kamara, I think, should be a top three back. I mean, the dude finds the end zone. They finally got their receiving core back, so they don't fully rely on him. He's going to be good this year. Yeah, no, that's All a right. that's an interesting one. They have Kamara in this mock draft at 12. He was, like, projected, like, round three, like, a month ago when, like, it was kind of, like, cloudy, the situation. And, like, now people believe that he's not going to miss any time with it, which is wild. But I, I don't think know. he'll shoot up to top four if <laughs> if he doesn't miss any time. There's no doubt. Or top three, I'd say. I'd say he goes after Henry. Nick Chubb or Najee Harris? Najee Harris. You know, I really want to say Nick Chubb just because I think he's the better running back talent. But with Kareem Hunt just robbing him of his touches, you gotta you gotta go Najee. Yeah. So like Booby, if if it was just solely Nick Chubb, is it still Najee for you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, where 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 has Chubb ever been involved in the passing game? I mean, he catches a few balls, but like Najee caught seventeen in one game last year. He did do that, but like. Nick Chubb runs the football like a man through people. Doesn't matter how big you are. Nick Chubb's a better runner, but Najee isn't far behind. He also brings three down back qualities. I mean, Nick Chubb is like, I think Nick Chubb is just a better running back talent. I think if Kareem Hunt was not there, because like Kareem Hunt's a receiving back, why wouldn't you use Kareem Hunt in the passing game? You know? Yeah, that whole situation with the Browns. I I don't even – I don't even know if I want to touch a Browns player this year. <laughs> I'd touch Nick Chubb. Pause. 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 Pause as ever. What? That was crazy. Dude, Amari Cooper's there now. I've had a, Amari Cooper the last two years. I will actually go out there and I'll let everybody know. Do not expect me to take him. Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? I think it's an easy one. Jefferson. Jefferson. It's close. It is close because of the quarterback situation. I just seriously think Jefferson. Ah like, man, I don't different. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, don't know how you. I don't know how Jamar doesn't get better. That's what I'm saying. And like we just talked about Cooper Cup being in there too. So like if you had to pick one of those, and we're saying Justin Jefferson's going over Cup, or like me and Zach did, where's Jamar Chase? If like somebody a, if, like if, on your ass for third. If yeah, I put him at three. Easily. If, if somebody takes if somebody takes Justin Jefferson at five and I have Chase at six, I wouldn't feel terrible about it at all. I'd probably yeah. go Cup over Chase. Okay. Yeah, hey, dude. You're those three, way, those three are the cannot miss wide receivers. Like yep. in my opinion, like you're yep. you're getting safety with those three, barring no injury. Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins now or Stephon Diggs? I gotta go Diggs. And I hate to do it because I've took Tyreek the last two years. But Josh Allen is 
I think he's going to break records this year. <sighs> yeah, man. I yeah, I hate that we haven't been able to like really disagree on one, but like I would go Diggs as well. I just think I just think Waddle is really good too, man. Like I think that there's a difference between when you have a Jalen Waddle and a Tyree Kill, and then you have Gabriel Davis and also Tua versus Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, I mean that's completely different realms. Yeah, I I get that, but at the same time, like I mean, as long as Tua gets the ball to Hill, like I mean, you're not going to expect deep a lot of like deep throws like Mahomes was giving Hill, but I think Hill ball slant like ten yards to work with, he can take that house anytime. True. I just think Waddle's way better than Davis, I guess. So yeah. that's he'll just lose touches that way. Mm-hmm. We've got Michael Pittman Jr. or Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. I'll be bold and say Pittman Jr. I mean, he did really good last year. <laughs> yeah, he I had him. He high, and he's got a new quarterback. Yeah, Matt Ryan. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've said being bold because I'd probably also lean Keenan Allen. Because Keenan Allen is one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL in the last decade. I mean, that dude never gets talked about. And his route running is as sick as Devontae's. And he's just an excellent receiver. But, I mean, I think Pittman could have a huge year. Yeah, I think Pittman will have a huge year. But I just also, I, my pick for MVP this year is Justin Herbert. So I got to lean Keenan Allen. And I don't know. I, I think Mike Williams broke out. So that defenses are going to have to rely, like, not just toggle down on Keenan Allen. So I think Keenan Allen could have a big year as well. The Chargers are a fucking threat. Yes. Oh, yeah. That they team, lost so many games last year by, like, a single score, like, right at the end of games. Like, their defense. Be, they didn't have a defense last year. Derwin James was hurt the whole year. Yeah, they brought in Khalil Mack. J.C. Jackson. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. He's, like, the best press coverage corner, or one of them. Ramsey's probably everything, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Dreyer's there, too. Yeah. We've got Kyle Pitts or with a new quarterback, George Kittle. It sucks. Pitts. But like I seriously think Pitts is gonna do things this year. Pitts. Even with possibly a worse quarterback? You see, I know like Mariota's not like Trey Lance, but like he's serviceable. I think Arthur Smith did actually a really good job with Matt Ryan last year. With the dinking and dunking, kind of like Alex Smith towards the end of his career. Like, Alex Smith made the playoffs. I mean, he got hurt right before it for the commanders. But, like, at the same time, like, why can't Arthur Smith just do the dink and dunk? And Kyle Pitts is like, you can put him at receiver. He's like a Darren Waller. Yeah. Are you taking Brandon Ayuk in round eight? I'm just curious. Was me looking at this right now? <sighs> Brandon Ayuk? God. I don't like, he did really so. good for you, but I don't know. He did so. really good for who? Didn't he, didn't you have him, dude? That's he true. was a fantasy terrorist, <laughs> dude. He literally ruined the first four weeks of my season. I took him as of my wide receiver two. Over Debo, I thought he did Over good. Over Debo, <laughs> Over Debo, dude. That's okay, Debo. I'm sorry, draft, I got him mixed up. I want to run through my draft last year for comedy. Go ahead, man. It was so bad. Can you just give us the first three picks? <laughs> I'll give you my first six when we pulled up. It was it was horrendous, man. It's like, come on, man. What are you? What were you even thinking? Like, it, like it makes me feel bad about myself. I went Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Mari Cooper, Kyle Pitts, Brandon Ayuk, Cortland Sutton, Lavisca Chanel. 
Lavelle Chenault. And that might change people's opinions on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad that draft is. <laughs> Lavisca Chenault. I, I mean, mean, is he going to get drafted this year? He just got signed by another team, didn't he? No, no he's one still cares. on the Jags. He's still on the Jags. No, he got traded today. Oh, really? Yep, yep. Saw that. Where? Let me go to All Sports News. Give them a follow. But while you're uh, looking through that. Is that a situation where they were just done with him? Or is that just like a – did you say where he got traded to? The Panthers. Hmm. Shout out Baker Mayfield. I think Baker's going to do good. Yeah, we'll see. The next two guys, uh, some lower end or higher end, depending on how you look at it. David Montgomery or Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, God. Zeke in a heartbeat. That is no Zabo. This is not a Zeke fan. Like, Zeke is fat, okay? Can we just get that out of the way? <laughs> He's not in shape. He's like Eddie Lacy, but a little – I mean, he is faster. But he's turning into Eddie Lacy. Can he, Zeke? This one doesn't really have fantasy implications, but maybe on a bye week if you need him here or there. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields in a fantasy world? Dude, that just sucks because you're gonna get my bias. Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna get my bias. It's no, I think everyone would think Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not a Fields believer. But even in like a one week thing. Yeah. No. Hell no. <laughs> All right. Dude, the Bears are gonna be so bad. All right. <laughs> They're gonna be so bad. I love it. Drafts coming up here Sunday. You're going to get some live interviews possibly um, from Doge in the field in action. So we can't wait to hear those uh, when we come back next week. The season is going to be starting here. So you'll be hearing from us two days a week um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. I also wanted to shout out everybody that shared uh, the podcast and got it out to people. We were really happy with how the first podcast turned out and the reception we got. So you want to follow our twitter it's just that mod dude pod and i'll just be keeping you up to date on there with any upcoming news or about our episodes so just wanted to give a shout out to the people that uh tuned in for episode one and are hopefully back for episode two and got here yeah no i look forward to uh the draft this weekend i'm looking forward to the banter um it feels like there's not enough of it in this league so i hope people get chirping this weekend oh and another thing um it's looking like me and Jordan are doing the punishment this weekend. So let's go. Stay, wow. Uh, stay tuned for that. We will um, see you all again next week. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace out. See you later.
Everybody here is out of sight 